The Making a Musical podcast is recorded virtually on the Anchor FM app. Once the coronavirus pandemic is over, we're back in the studio, but until then, please subscribe and give us five stars so we can get Broadway news out into the world. Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Frack. We kick off season six with the reopening of the first musical to return since the pandemic and all the Broadway theaters shut down. Now, we're going to break it all down with my good pal, Luke Sakura. Luke, welcome. Hello. We're talking all things Hades Town. It opens today, September 2nd, 2021. It is the first full-fledged Broadway musical to reopen. And I'm bringing you on because this is your favorite, I think it's your favorite show, if not one of the top. I feel like Town is the greatest musical ever made. Um, it is not like my, it's, it's not my personal favorite, but from a purely technical standpoint of like music and writing and quality of show and, and artistic message and all of those things. Hades Town is absolutely number one. So, for people who don't know what it's about, um, give us a short little summary of what it's about. Because, like, I googled it and I'm like, I cannot pronounce any of these names. <laughs> it is a retelling of the Greek myth of Orpheus and Eurydice. Orpheus is is the son of a muse, and he falls in love with uh, a, a young girl named Eurydice. And she dies and goes to Hades, and he travels to Hades to bring her back. And Orpheus goes to the underworld and confronts Hades, and um, and he wins over Hades' heart with a song. And Hades lets them go uh, under uh, strict conditions um, as a test. And I don't want to spoil what that yes, is. No for, spoilers. Even though this is one of the oldest stories of all time, I don't want to spoil that the ending. It's an amazing retelling. Actually, funny enough, uh, the very first piece of musical theater that was ever written and considered to be an opera is the same story. And that was back in like the the i believe it was like late renaissance i believe and it's the first opera and it's the opera uh, uh it's called eurydice the very first opera ever the ever written and the last you know major musical to win best tone is mm-hmm. the same story you know and it's just it speaks to how timeless that story is but the the actual broadway show is updated for a modern audience. It takes place in the turn of the century South. And Hades is this industrial capitalist who is like basically caught. Hold on. Yeah. I just got an emergency alert when that came through. So like my recording stopped. And oh, no. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know. Hades Town is obviously September 2nd uh, as the storm is just raging in New York. I don't know where the oh, storm is yeah. coming from. Um, but well, uh, it's, 
It's the one that was, I'm assuming it's the same one that was hitting Louisiana. Right. Because I think the weather, it's like it was a 100% chance. We're recording this hours before September 2nd. Um, but it, we're yes. saying today because today's, I mean, we're releasing it this. Because that's like when the episode goes live. Of course. So, yeah, right uh, now. It's called, record, Jackie, it's called yes. time travel. Uh, I think your audience has heard of it. Yeah. You know what? There was a musical about um, the time machine one time. And you really? listen to yeah, it it debuted in a theater festival, though I think H. G. Wells or Orson or whatever, they yeah, um, hey. had it come out and it's definitely not gonna... Orson Wells. Well, Orson Wells didn't Orson Wells write the book and then H. G. No, Wells... no, Orson Wells is the um the actor and director who made Citizen Kane. Oh my god, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Okay, well. Thank, good thing this is a uh, musical podcast, not a movie yeah. podcast. Well, um, you're so you're funny. you're you're a journalist and a writer, and I and I'm an artsy like weird actor. So true. Which, by <laughs> so the, the way, things are changing yeah. though. A little teaser for everyone. I'm going to announce it soon. Um, but I'm no longer going to be working in TV news as of September 10th. Oh, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. What is it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think so. Um, that, yeah, yeah. So no one knows. No one really knows where I work. I don't announce that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving TV news, and I got some. Uh, I got a nice adventure ahead, but I can't announce it yet. So sure. stand by. Currently, I'm telling people that I won the ticket to Mars. I love like it. I was chosen. I was. I was the one of the ten or twenty. So I love bye. It. Amazing. <laughs> I'll bring music to Mars. Um, I love it. Uh, so what were we talking about? You were talking about you were given a very good fact before the flash oh, flood alert came through. I was saying that um, that uh, that the way that the, this old myth was updated was they they placed it in the turn of the, like Dixieland South in the turn of the century, and uh, Hades is this jaded old uh, industrial capitalist who is causing climate and instead of making Eurydice this like ditzy girl who picks up a poisonous snake uh oh they oh. they made they made they gave her a lot of agency and made her a strong woman and she she really has to make like or she like demands that or like Orpheus is immediately in love with her and she's like she's like oh yeah like, how are we going to eat? Like, who's going to pay for this wedding? Like, who the, who the hell even are you? Um, you know, and so the, the characters are all updated in these fantastic ways. Um, and, it, and it tells this amazing story. It's got the most radical message that is just fantastic we're talking about the story and like a strong mm -hmm. woman what was interesting is i was reading a rolling stone article from um 2019 mm -hmm. when it came out and it said that the playwright and composer it's the first woman in years to have a sole credit in a broadway show and it's so yes. nice to see a woman writing about a woman because you, see, you see a lot of guys writing about women but it's like let, can, can we let some more women in the room it's right about it's it? actually the heads of all the creative teams all women love it uh director it. was a woman uh, uh, uh i think the choreographer was a man 
Um, but it's like, but it's most, but like most of the creative team is women. Because a lot of times, not a lot of times, but once every other month, someone will pitch me some female empowerment musical written by just a bunch of men. And I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. do you have a woman? Can you, can you get a woman in there? Just it doesn't have to be all just if it's about a female empowerment musical. Please do. There was one. I, gosh, I can't name names. It wasn't recent. It was a few years back. But I some there was some pitch. It was like about strippers. Mm. And and I was like. The name, their names were like, I can't say it because uh, I don't want to, you know, give this person's story up. But I'll like just say Crystal just and say, Bunny and. Yes. And it was written by a man and Ugh. like the songs. And I was like, there were not women on the creative team. And I just thought like I and I read it and I was like, whoa, this is this is not a musical. This is just like a strip club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe pitch this to uh I don't know the the bunny flash dancers or, the or whatever the gentlemen's club in Times Square. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <cute>. yeah. <laughs> it's always interesting to see who pictures female empowerment musicals when it's all men. Just saying, just saying. Yeah, and, uh, drives me insane. But sure. um, but just saying. Uh, all right, so now let's go into uh, aside from my rant. I was looking at their Instagram for Hades Town, mm-hmm. and yeah. they have the theater draped with red fabric now i've never seen the musical i know i should have everyone said i should have and i was like i will eventually but then the tickets got expensive and i was like well too late for me missed that so um what okay two things first question what is the flower mean i i always see the flower everyone sees the flower i have no idea what it means and then we'll talk about the red fabric that i think is supposed to be flowers hanging outside the theater you guys can look at their instagram right now and see as we talk on this podcast because it's interesting I don't, I don't know what it is. Looks a little weird to me, but what are your, what's the flower? We'll start with that. So th- what's interesting is they use uh, the myth of, of, um, of Hades and Persephone as a backstory for this, for this story. And that myth is basically where this, it's the myth of where the seasons come from. Hades falls in love with Persephone and that she falls in love with him. And then they go to the underworld. But when she's down there, flowers won't bloom. And it's just, it's horrible, horrible winter. So he agrees that for half of the year, she will spend her time up on the surface. And then like, and so the world will have spring and summer. And for the other half of the year, She'll be down in. Uh, she'll be down in Hades in the underworld. Hmm. So the reason why Hades is causing climate change in the musical is because he keeps uh, he keeps bringing her back to the underworld too soon, and so she. Yeah, so she's spending about nine months of the year in the underworld, and so the winters are freezing cold, and the summers, she comes up and she parties so hard that the summers are just blazing hot, okay? And it's causing climate change, and then he turns around and he's just like, look, I made you, I made you all these like oil drums and automobiles power grids he's like i built these walls it's like why don't you love these things that i made for you and she's like 
you didn't make them for me. You made them because you're jealous and weird. So she's just, she's just messed up and angry and he's messed up and angry. Okay. Healthy. That sounds like a very healthy relationship. Yeah. All of mine. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so at the top of the show, Orpheus is talking to Eurydice and he's just like, oh, I'm writing a song. And when he's like, it's not done yet, but when I spring's gonna come again and she's like spring's gonna come again she's like i haven't seen a spring or fall since i can't remember mm-hmm. and she, and she goes sing your song he's like i can't it's not finished she goes i don't care sing it anyway and he so he sings it wait don't spoil it don't spoil it no this is the first like 10 minutes of the show okay but this is like the book of mormon i had someone when i, <laughs> I saw book of mormon i was standing in line and there was some guy who was like, yeah, I've seen this 10 times. I just I'm love not... it so much. And then I was like, don't tell me. And then he was like, oh, don't worry. They just all, um, I, I'm not even going to tell people either. But basically, he told me what happened in the first scene. When I saw that very first song in the scene, I was like, that guy ruined it for me. He ruined it. I was mad at him for like the first the first half of the show. Because I was like, that guy ruined such a good moment. Orphe- so but you if, 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 if you want to know what the flower is, oh, okay, okay, then you're okay. gonna have to let me finish telling this. Then the uh, the first five minutes of the show. All right, all right. So you can do. It. How about you do it in thirty seconds? And then you're gonna so take your headphones ahead. off. No, not okay. me. I'm gonna listen. But like I'm saying, people who are listening, they can skip ahead thirty seconds. Okay, skip ahead thirty seconds from right now. So he sings what he started and a flower pops out of his hand. Okay, we're back. No more spoilers from there. And that was it. That was only like a five, that was five seconds. That was five seconds. So we're going to have to fill a little air for a sec. Yeah, we got to fill. That was so quick. I love that. So that, that's great. Yeah. So that, that is the, like, that is, that's what that, the symbol means is, is that's why. And so the, that flower represents like spring coming back into the world. So them draping the theater with fake flowers, it's them saying like the, you know, there, there's the line that Hermes says, he says the world came back to life. And, and that's kind of what they are saying by draping the flowers on the theaters, they're saying right now, the world is coming back to life, you know? Uh, and it, isn't it just remarkable that like- The symbolism. It's, it's like during the pandemic, this musical became that much more important. You know what I mean? Right. There was a day when there were the, um, they, they like, sh- during the pandemic 2020 last summer when they, they kind of shut down places during the protests. And like, I remember seeing red flowers like draped in times square on like mm-hmm. a little, it was, like, artistic thing and i i really thought it was hades town it wasn't but i was like is hades town doing something here <laughs> and, but they weren't but i for a second i thought they were because that'd be cool but that's really cool so i like what they did here now now yeah. when it comes to how they draped now that i see what they're doing at the theater how they draped it um if you didn't know what they were doing does it just look weird it looked really weird to me. I was like, I, I don't get it. The picture I saw of it was very beautiful. Um, you looked at their Instagram to see it. I I did see it. It came up. I am I'm I follow their Instagram. Um, I don't do that for a lot of shows, but I did it for this one. Um, mm. 
because it is just it's 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 such a good show you know and i it would be i would be remiss to not follow this group and not see what happens next um and uh yeah go ahead so i'm looking at tickets now Mm -hmm. if you had to guess how much would you say opening night not opening night but have the first night i would guess that the reopening night, I'm going to say that the cheapest ticket you're going to find right now is going to be like 600 bucks. Mm, well, I'm looking as we speak. Mm-hmm. Vividseats.com. Mm-hmm. Thursday, 7 p.m. Yeah. Second. Let me see if it's changed. It. Oh, my God. It went down since I just checked this. Um, really? I just checked okay. this. So I checked this about 20 minutes ago before this podcast. No, well, 20 yeah. minutes before we started recording the podcast. Sure. And, okay, so they have Vivid Seats. They still have tickets for the Balcony, Orchestra, and Mezzanine. It yes. was 268 Now the Orchestra tickets are 242 Honestly, worth mm-hmm. every penny. Yeah. For the first night back, that's good. Um, you know, this was actually just on a personal note, this was the last musical I saw before the shutdown. Right. The last show that I saw was Moulin Rouge, which I, gosh, I, I'm so happy that that was my last show. I saw it by myself. I, um, use seated reward points to get it. It's like this app that I used, you you know, I think you know me well enough to. Do you want to, do you want to just have a little, um, inside scoop on Moulin Rouge? Yeah. That show, as terrible as I think it is personally, is going to run forever. Because um, here's you audition why. for Moulin Rouge, though? I did <laughs> audition for the tour. Like you can say that now. Because um, uh, like they didn't cast me. Well, uh, you did. I agree. I heard, I heard you auditioning, and you were practicing it. And at the 4th of July, I was like, give us a little song. Because <laughs> And he sang a little song, and all the rooftop was like, yeah, man. See, um yeah I saw pe- it. I saw it. people were honking there. down the streets say you but, love it say you so love it and then i, I love it i love it aaron aaron to he makes my nipples poke out oh. jesus i'm gonna so, that one out so uh <laughs> so no i it's great um liar but he, so but here's the thing that show to get to broadway by opening night they had spent Almost $30 million. Oh, I believe it. Oh, I believe it. But here's why. So, like, a lot of money pit shows, like Spider-Man, you know, they come and go, and that's it, and they're gone. But here's the thing about Moulin Rouge. As soon as it opened on Broadway, it was making gangbusters at the box office. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tourists were flocking to that show like crazy and they they made like 98 percent capacity almost every so as long as that show turns that good of a profit it is going to run until it completely recuperates that money which is going to take a long time and so that's why that show is just going to keep running it's just going to keep going and going and going and and everyone's like believe this is coming back and i'm like no it's gonna come back because it makes a lot of money you know i love your segue because it's like you knew where i was going next 
Because Mm -hmm. what's crazy about the 2021 and 2022 season is that, according to Broadway World, the Broadway League is not going to share grosses of shows. Really? Yeah. So we're not actually going to know how much shows are making. And I did a little more research. And according to a June survey, also in Broadway World, um, it says that only 45% of the Broadway World audience plans to attend a theatrical experience over the next year. Mm. So that's like less than half of people still plan on going to theater. And so like you already have that uphill battle of just trying to get people to come in general to a show. Some shows just suck. But now you have like good shows and bad shows like, okay, get your vaccine, put on a mask. I don't even know if they're serving alcohol. I hope they do. I love a good booze during a show. Um, But uh, it helped me get through Wicked. (laughs) <laughs> help me get through uh i liked shows. wicked i liked wicked i'm i'm being i'm i'm being nasty but but also it did help me get through wicked so it did. yeah it did and everyone likes those show cups i mean there's some sure. shows suck i actually walked out of a show one time at, at intermission really but like, I, wow but it was like someone who was like a listener of the podcast like was there and he was like dm'd me on instagram he's like yeah so did you just leave after intermission on, on that amazing show I was like, well, I guess I don't have a follower anymore. Cause that that's show not the sucked. word I would have used. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, that show really sucked. Um, you know, but I can't wh- say that. While we're on the subject of, of, of shows that make money on Broadway, um, a lot of folks, uh, cause so the, the whole reason I know that about, um, that I know that little factoid about Moulin Rouge is because, I I took a class on how to produce a, a show on Broadway. And I, I, I worked with the producers of, uh, they produced Fun Home and um, Waitress and Bands Visits and a whole bunch of other shows. Great, wonderful guys. And they handed us the, the breakdown, the financial breakdown for a ton are of Broadway shows. About, are you talking about Ken Davenport's thing? Oh. oh. Cause that's what I took and you can oh, like, where did, similar, where did you take different. that? You can just go online. I think you pay like, Oh shit. I don't, I think it, I think it was 30 or 60 bucks. To be honest, I forget. It was less than a hundred. And I just paid for like a month of producing courses. And then he like gives you some budgets for other mm. shows. So okay. like I had the budget of getting the band back together to look at. Nice. And that's how I like made my own budgets. But that, that thing closed after like five weeks. Yeah. So no, not, the one not a budget I, to look at. So, um, but when I took the class, they handed us the breakdowns for all of these different shows. And what's interesting is um, uh, they were comparing um, Hades Town to that recent revival of Spring Awakening because b- the two of them artistically are very pleasing shows like that i don't if you missed that revival of spring awakening i'm so sorry it was very beautiful it was fantastic it deserved to run for a long time um but it but nobody came to see it they only had about 75% capacity mm. and it was like and it was like to break even they had to hit 74% capacity so it was like they, they were not making money. Um, and because if, you know, you're averaging that. Um, but with Hadestown, 
they were expecting similar numbers. Uh, and then uh, the Tonys hit and that show turned around and it went from like 80% capacity to 94% capacity. Um, and Hadestown, like it, it had already like, by the time I took the class, they had recouped all their money. They were turning a massive profit. Um, and, and there was no, there's no end in sight for Hadestown. This is going to, this one's going to run for a good long while. And I could not be happier because it's the, it's the best musical ever made. Um, I'm looking at something right now. Uh, mm -hmm. Did I get my facts wrong? I don't think. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Hades Town. Yep. One best musical. I'm looking up who it was up against. Do you recall? What if I just look up Tony oh, Best goodness. Musical 2019 nominees? Okay, so Hades Town. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I see. Beetlejuice. So Beetlejuice, The Prom, Ain't Too Proud, and Tootsie. The other shows up against Hades Town that year. It's like everything was okay. Everything was fine. Like, Ain't Too I Proud. I cried during Prom. Ain't I Too cried. Proud is fine. Prom. Ain't Too Proud is great. I met the playwright. Prom. Uh, what a lady. Love prom. the playwright. Prom is fine. Beetlejuice is fine. Like, none of the, but none, like, I think prom deserved better, but but when you're but when you're stacking them up against Hades Town, um, mm -hmm. you know people are going to be talking about Hades Town the way we talk about like Limbs and Jesus Christ Superstar and Hair now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that prom, I think that prom will really thrive in high schools. Actually, oh God, yes, licensing prom will completely thrive because yes, the story is beautiful and like it's good. It it does get that younger audience pull, and although it's and, not timeless and it won't yeah. like live forever, it, it'll live for a long time. And, and I think mm -hmm. productions. And I think Beetlejuice is going to do really well at community theaters. How can people find your stuff and your Instagram and then all things Luke Sakura? So uh, you can go to my Instagram handle, which is Luke underscore tenor. So that's L-U-K-E underscore T-E-N-O-R. My little avatar picture is me screaming a high note and holding a cello. And that picture is actually from a production of a little night music that I did in college. It's a great production still. Uh, and speaking of that production, uh, the, you can actually watch my performance as Henrik on my YouTube channel as well. It is a great performance of that role. Uh, if you go onto YouTube and you type in Luke Sikora, L-U-K-E-S-I-K-O-R-A, uh, hit that subscribe button. And if you want to see the Henrik performance, you just tack on a little, uh, tack on the word later in your search and you'll see the picture, you'll see the little thumbnail of me with the cello. You can also see him at Mass Musicals. And ever since I showed up, I've actually been there more than you have. Since I showed up. Because I've Wait, not really? missed, I have not missed a single day since I oh, showed up. Oh, you have? Then I missed too. There was one day yeah. where I was like, going crazy and they had to leave yeah. early because of personal things. And then the other day was I, other time I was in Denver. Oh, that's so funny. So oh, yeah, look um, at that. I'm yeah. actually, it, but it's funny that you bring up tardiness or lateness or not being there. 
I might not show up tomorrow. Um, I have mean a, today, September 2nd. Today, we'll yes. I, yes. No, I actually, I have a friend who's doing a cabaret. Uh, and I'm planning on heading to that. But the cabaret is supposed mm -hmm. to end at 8.30. So I might come by bar nine. Please do. Uh, and Please and do. sing a tune. Um, and this May is why I didn't say you're there every week. Because I was like, <laughs> see? Because I was about to say you were, but look at that. You may, I, may not be there tomorrow. If, oh. if you're, if you're in, you know what? Even if I'm not there, there are always a bunch of great singers who show up. True. It's a lot of fun. You know what? Even on a, if tomorrow, if it's raining cats and dogs and it's a quiet night is. there at bar nine, the quiet nights tend to be some of the funnest because you get to get up there and sing a song. And then five minutes later, you're up there singing a song again. Yeah. It's like and your like, little cabaret show. Yeah. And so, so on busy nights, you get to sing like two or two songs and like you have fun watching all these people and you have fun singing. And then on, on slow nights, you have just as much fun because you're getting up there and you're singing. Like that's the time to explore. Mm -hmm. And there, every accompanist who, who's ever played there is just a, an, a whiz sight reader and they've got everything on their iPad. And it's just, it's a blast. It is totally a blast. And it's free. All you gotta be is 21, flash your ID at the door, pop in, have a, have a beer, have a cocktail. They have a bunch mm -hmm. of signature cocktails. Look at you selling this show. Ah, what a guy. Oh. What a oh. guy. Luke Sakura, everybody. Thank you. Jackie Thrapp. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. And, and Thank you for having me. Things, I knew you were going to be the perfect guest to have because you know so much about it. Oh, I could talk. <laughs> I, I, I could go on for hours and hours and hours. I know. It's lovely seeing, well, lovely hearing your voice. Yep. Lovely hearing your voice. And yes. uh, we will see each other potentially today. All right. Bye. Theater does not just stop with this podcast. If you love Broadway and want to see an improvised Broadway musical, but a little off, check out Vern this month at the Players Theater. You can experience the thrill that all the critics are raving about. The next show is September 18th. Buy tickets at Today Ticks for 21 bucks today. And then later on this month in September, if you're not doing anything for the Tony Awards, want to be my date? Oh yeah, come on over to Bar 9. We're hosting a watch party. The whole Mask and Musicals gang is going to be there. I'm there. Bobby's there. Miles is there. We're going to have trivia, prizes, and live music. RSVP on Eventbrite today. And if you haven't already, please give this podcast five stars and a review because uh, we try very hard and eventually we'll be back in the studio and we would love to get this out in the world as our world, the Broadway world, opens it back up.